And Zay, we had a little chat off air before we got on the show. I mean, you was talking about the lighting in your room. But, brother, when I'm looking at that that blue shirt that you got on, that blue sweatshirt, you just light up the whole daggone show, brother. Okay, so you know what? It's about to go down. We might as well begin in the National Football League as Tua Togovaloa criticized, is criticized for horrible for a horrible performance in the Dolphins' loss to the Chargers last night. Is Tua holding the Dolphins back? And before we begin, and before I pass that rock over to you, let's hear from Tua himself. A month without missing, it seemed like. Uh, and now the last couple games, the offense has struggled, you've struggled. Is anything you put your finger on? What, uh... Yeah, everything. Um, the, I mean, from the communication to, um, you know, getting getting the details right with, with our guys, um, you know, and, and just being able to, to make plays for, for, for our team. And, uh, and like I said, it is very disappointing, um, for, for us to go out and do what we did. Um, you know, we, we worked too hard to, to put up a performance like that, to, to not, you know, be, be in rhythm on time with certain throws to, um, you know, not be able to execute some some plays, and you know, just just not not look like the football where we we've been playing earlier. Zay, the mic is yours. Um, you know, I've been saying this for weeks. Um, Tua Tagovailoa is not a good quarterback. The man's a bum. Um, all this top five MVP praise he was getting was ridiculous, especially the teams he was playing against and another bad defense that he played against um, just last night against the Chargers. Um, they're 27th in um, yards allowed, 30th in points um, allowed. Um, this this team that they lost to is ridiculous. The offense were not doing what they needed to do at all, um, and that's because of Tua Tagovailoa. And yes, I think he is holding the Dolphins back. He's um, getting he got a lot of praise this season, you know. Um, and it doesn't make any sense, you know. He has a lot of weapons on offense. You know who else had a lot of weapons on offense but got criticized week to week? Jared Goff on the Los Angeles Rams. That was the same guy who got kicked out of the Rams for getting blamed for the offense not doing what they need to do despite them going to a Super Bowl with Jerry Goff. And I think two is the same caliber of golf. If you're gonna put them if you're gonna put them side by side, they do the same exact things on offense. So I don't understand how Tua Tuckvaloa is top five and, and um MVP, but you're not gonna put Jerry Goff in that same conversation when essentially they're putting up the same numbers. But one's getting talked about way too much and the other is being essentially thrown under the water despite them having one of the hottest teams in the NFL currently. So I think you know this guy Tua he didn't do nothing well. Tyreek Hill called him the most accurate quarterback in that um he has ever played with. Of you know, he threw 54% completion last week and then 35 this week. I don't know how accurate some Tyreek Hill is, is is feeling right now with that take. Um when you talk about Tua Tucker for Lowell, he is very limited as a quarterback. He can only do so much. Um this offense put a lot of speed weapons, speed demons around him, so it takes the pressure off him to make those certain plays, certain throws. Now, this Chargers team, you know, you could say they shocked. The world, but I think it was more of a Dolphins collapse, in my opinion. It wasn't like the Chargers were playing lockdown defense. They weren't playing um, defense we'd never seen before. It was just the Dolphins' inabilities to really get move the ball down the field and actually um, take advantage of the opportunity opportunities that the, Dol- the Chargers were handing them, damn near. How many fourth and ones are the Chargers going to mess up? I mean, <laughs> they do so many times where the Chargers were not doing what they needed to do. And, I, you know, it's a big issue with Tua. I, I said it. The rest of the season is going to be a big um, – a big like exclamation point of what Tua is 
as a quarterback in the NFL. And this was supposed to be the easiest game out of the rest of the remaining schedule that he needed to take advantage of. He plays the Bills, he plays Green Bay, then he plays New England Patriots. And then after that, he plays the Jets. Those are not easy um, defenses to just go out there and just throw the football against. And I think we're really going to see what two is made out of in these next four games. But I already know what he is. But I want everyone else to be on the same page as me. So I'll wait and I'll be patient because I already know the movie is yet to come. All right, I'm going to break it down like this. The way how this question is worded, is Tua holding the Dolphins back? No, he's not. He's not holding them back. Now, did he have a bad two weeks? Sure, he did. And I'm not going to shy away from that. But the reason why I'm not going to say he's holding them back, he was just in the MVP race a couple weeks ago. So clearly he's been playing up to the level of the talent that was built around him. So he wasn't holding them back then. Okay, when you look at this game in particular, maybe this question is it stems from the game last night more so. But even if that's the case, no, he's not holding them back. And the reason why, and I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. First of all, the Chargers played press coverage, which challenged these receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the outside to win one-on-ones. And it challenged Tua to make those throws up the boundaries. And clearly, he missed some throws. And, you know, it, he didn't have a good day passing the ball deep. But he was one for eight on throws down the field. He was actually seven of ten on targets within ten yards. So a lot of underneath passing could have worked for that team and Tua because he was seven for ten on short passes. Um, excuse me here. The Chargers had the 30th ranked defense. And I know rush defense. And I know a lot of people were saying, oh, Derwin James was out. Yeah, we, we know those guys on the secondary, not Joey Buster, but the guys in the secondary was missing. Okay, we don't need to target the secondary. What about that 30th ranked rush defense, okay, that the Chargers have where you can have success on the ground? No. Mike McDaniels, what's going on? And I know this cat has been doing good. I mean, he impressed me over the, the weeks. And he's this innovative mind, and everybody is ready to call him the Nostradamus of the NFL. But at the end of the day, he had a bad coaching game. They ran the ball eight times in the first half. I repeat, the Chargers have the 30th-ranked rush defense. You're running the ball eight times in the first half. The first drive, the first three plays, three and out, passing the football, not one run on the first play of the game or the second play of the game. First drive, three and out, all pass plays. And you mean to tell me I'm going to put all the blame on Tua? No, he's lucky to get half the blame. I'm giving him some of the blame, yeah, because he didn't make those throws on the boundaries. But at the end of the day, the teams the last two weeks, they've been dropping back the linebackers because they realize that the Dolphins are dangerous in the middle of the field. With all that speed and talent, you get the ball out, they do some with it yards after the catch, the yak. So they're dropping back their linebackers, okay? So how do you combat that if you're a coach, if you're Mike McDaniels? Pull the linebackers up. And how do you pull the linebackers up? By running the football so they can come and attack the run so you can go and do what you do best. It was a terrible game for Mike McDaniels from a coaching perspective, and that's why I can't put all the blame on Tua and know he's not holding them back because it wasn't his fault last night. But the last two weeks, yeah, I get it. And one more point before I pass that rock back to you, okay? Because I'm going to come to you with this Bucky Brooks theory shout out to Bucky Brooks one of the best people in the sport that knows the game of football right he has this um saying trailers and trucks some guys are trucks they can carry you some guys are trailers we saw last night who's a truck and who's a trailer Justin Herbert clearly is a truck he can carry his team but we all knew Tua is a trailer the teams lift him up so guess what Mike McDaniels even though Tua was having success on the year don't forget who you got at quarterback and that's a trailer Lil Shadamas on the mic
but that is also, you know, exactly what you just put. The first one was a great take. I thought you, you you hit that on the nail perfectly. But that was another thing, too, what I'm talking about with Tua. He's, like you said, trucking trailers. The guy has yet to show us why he should be a top five candidate in MVP because of what he what the, he needs his team to do for him. He, it's not that what he does for the team. That he needs the team to elevate for him. He needs Tyreek Hill to do those jet sweeps, Jaden Wilde to do those jet sweeps, Jeff Wilson to get those 20 yards per carry when they do run the football. Uh, most, most of them to get those like, you know, goal line touches or even like those third and those third and long touches to extend the plays. It's not Tua, you know, and you said it before, seven for ten under 10 yards passing. That's who Tua is. Tua is a check down quarterback. He's a guy who get get the ball to you within 10 yards and the receivers do the rest of the play. And that's why I have this issue with this national coverage of Tua. Like I understand they want him to come out of the rock, the dirt. They want him to rise above because the last couple of years hasn't been in his favor or the last year hasn't been in his favor. It was calling him a quarterback. They didn't know if it was questioning him as a quarterback. They didn't know if he, he deserved to be in the league. They, they said a lot of different things after that hip surgery he had. Um, I come out of college and stuff. They want him to big him up, and now they're putting him in this light. I think two weeks ago, or before they played the 49ers, they was asking if the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. I'm like, who did you play to be considered the best court, the best team in the NFL or the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? From when I was growing up watching sports, it wasn't about what your record said. It's about who you played. It's about the, the competition you played against that determined if you was a good team, you was a good quarterback, you was a good player. It wasn't just you just going 16-0. and 0. It was about who you played. And Tua did not um, distribute or at least show us what he was made of against the good teams. When we're talking about quarterbacks, I'm not even putting Tua over Mike White right now. And that's, the, that's just uh, being frank. We're talking about from a talent perspective, Tua is not even Mike White. So that gives you a lot of questions off the rip. He shouldn't even be considered a top five quarterback in the NFL just based off that alone. If we're talking about Tua needs everybody on offense to be productive in order for Tua to show that he could throw the football, that he could do something in the light of positive yards and productivity on the football field, that's a huge issue. It can't just be, I need Tyreek Hill to be on his A game, Waddle, Mostert, Wilson. Um, just second, I can, I, you have to show us that you're you're the quarterback to lead this team out of the AFC East, not just the just the, to the playoff or the Super Bowl, to out of the AFC East because you got dogs in the AFC East who are trying to demolish you. You got defenses like the Patriots and the Jets. You have Josh Allen in your division. You have to show us that you're more than what your team is. So I understand that Mike McDaniel's had a bad coaching game, and we all agree to that. It wasn't his best on um, performance. But Tua, if you're going to talk about he's a top five quarterback. He has to be able to adjust throughout the game. He has to be able to call the audibles to see something on the defense. It can't just be, yeah, my coach didn't do it, um, didn't do us justice today. So we gotta do a better job. I, I need to see more from Tua if you're gonna put him in that MVP category. And that's just how I see it. No, nah, I mean, your last lap, your second lap was not bad at all. I mean, I, I can't argue with some of the stuff you're saying. You know, um Claire Tua is the weak link on the team as far as. I won't even call him that because he played well. At the same time, like, you know what you have in your room. You know the quarterback that you have. Coaches already know who they're working with before we even know. Right? That's why when we get to this second topic in a few minutes, talking about Brock Purdy, there's a reason why Kyle Shanahan didn't flock to Baker Mayfield once he got released because he knew the quarterback that he had in the room before we knew who he was. Right? So I can say the same thing about, Mike McDaniels. He knows the quarterback he has, so he knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. Your job as a coach is to always play to your quarterback's strengths, and that's exactly what they didn't do. Now, I agree in the sense that you can't always tailor-made the game or tailor-make the game for your quarterback. At some point, he's going to go out there and have to make a play, especially in the playoffs, 
But at the same time, this is not the playoffs. This is a regular season game. The Chargers had some issues. They had a 30th-ranked rush defense. They had some guys tore up in the secondary. Your job as a coach is to establish the run, get to it in a flow. By you, the first drive, by you passing every single down and going three and out in the process, Tua is now out of rhythm. You just got him out of rhythm. So now he has to find that rhythm over the cups of the game. So now he's playing from behind when they come from the rhythm standpoint. So that's why your job, establish the run. Attack the Chargers' weakness early and get Tua in the flow so Tua can just flow. And clearly he didn't flow, and that's why somebody got to go. And that's just what it is. So I got to leave it at that. But I do have another second lap here for you. Because the Chargers' offensive play calling wasn't, you know, spectacular. It was hit or miss, right? I, I saw some instances where I'm like, all right, you know, I see it. And there was some like, yeah, what are you doing? So the thing I like about the Chargers and what they did from a coaching perspective, they masked the pass protection. They know that they have some injuries on the offensive line. The offensive line is not great. So how do you combat that? You mask it. How you mask it? What does that even mean? You basically hide the fact that you don't have no protection. So how do you hide it? You roll out your quarterback, play action, get him on the move. And that's exactly what he did. And obviously, Herbert, he's great at creating outside of the structure of the play. So he can be on one hash and throw it across his body to the other hash. And it's pinpoint accurate, which it was when he threw that ball to Mike Williams. So I like that and what he did and what um, Joe Lombardi did to get Herbert on the move to mask that pass protection but there were some instances where it was 31 41 and they're setting up plays behind the sticks which i didn't understand so it was hit or miss but the reality is you got herbert on your team the reality is you got two on your team and the reality is you cannot get out coach when you have two on your team because you don't have herbert to bail you out